0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 178. Uh, We're recording Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, a short three months out for my birthday. It's my three-quarters birthday, I guess. Um, (laughs) I'm your host, Chris, uh, and today I'm joined by Angie, uh, the one and only Stellar Smalls. Angie, hello. Long time no see. How's it going? I
1: know. Long time no see. I'm glad to record with you today. I'm happy. This is awesome.
0: I'm elated. Um, (laughs) What's been going on? Uh, How have you been?
1: Decent, decent. Um, Besides, decent.
0: Sometimes that's good. Well,
1: I I will say I have to figure out what the name is so I get it right because I watched this yesterday, and I'm kind of. So, I know you're into Pokemon, Mm, and I mm -hmm. think John is a little bit too. um, uh, Chris, Um, James is as well. Um, and I I know of Pokemon. I know some of the Pokemon names, but I'm not super into it. Mm-hmm. But I watched this movie. Here we go. Okay, so I watched this movie yesterday. And it was funny. It was a really good movie. I don't know if anybody else has seen it or if you've seen it. It's called Pokemon Detective Pikachu.
0: Oh, the one uh, where Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu? Yes. I saw that in theaters because I'm Did a you? huge Pokemon nerd. Um, I thought it was mostly delightful and like surreal seeing all of that stuff come to life in that level of detail. Like seeing the Pokemon, yeah. It's it, there used to be um, on Tumblr, and I don't know if they're where their art is going anymore. If they're still doing it. A person who would do, like, hyper-realistic art of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever caught this. No. Where, like, they just, like, look, like, nightmarish. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it on Tumblr.
1: Kind of like, um, like, enraged Pokemon or something. Or, like, like, it like in the movie, it's taken over by this... Um, it's
0: like
1: a fog, almost? I'm going
0: to... Well... Yeah, here's like an example. I'm just going to throw a link to it. in general.
1: No, yeah, do that.
0: This oh, isn't even wow. like quite. This is like more of a collection of a bunch of different peoples. But anyways, similar vibes to this. I think the top one is like the closest this image of this Evie.
1: It looks. Yeah, yeah, that looks really good. We should post this. On Twitter so people can look at it. Because this is... I just
0: can't... Pinterest, check out these hyper-realistic Pokemon on IGN.
1: Yeah, fun. But anyway, I don't want to... It was a really good movie. I liked it a lot um, because... I mean, I guess the people that are really into Pokemon probably critiqued it a little bit more. But not knowing too much about it, um, I thought it was a good movie overall. I liked it a lot. I thought it was hilarious.
0: My, my one beef with it was I felt like the and like it did the thing that like I get frustrated with in Marvel movies and like other action movies where the ending felt a little bit like the stakes just escalated like very quickly and got like much more out of control than what, like I, and granted it's been a few years since I saw this movie I, it must have been pre pandemic
1: it was twenty nineteen yeah. But <gasps> it came out.
0: Um, yeah, sorry, I just literally went into shock. Um, <laughs> I also I threw a IGN link to um, check out these hyper realistic Pokemon, which is I think stuff from the artist that I was thinking of. Oh, anyway. Awesome. Um, but basically I just remember feeling like it got a little bit off the rails at the end. It, and well, then it got it, very in the beginning
1: weird. I thought it escalated quickly as well. 'Cause like in a short amount of time yes, it went from true. point A to point B, like super quick. I was like, okay, well, okay. Like I had to like my brain had to catch up quick. But yeah, overall good game. But anyway, or movie, I meant. But how are you? Awesome. it go on a long tangent about how I'm I've been doing <laughs>
0: glad to be back.
1: Yay. It's exciting. I And I'm glad I get to record with you and not the other two. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: elated. It's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... Um, you know, it's summer and like I always end up being very busy. Life so happens. To Things happen. Step away and do life stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into the lowdown because then we can talk games because I think... let that. Uh, that'll be helpful. Um, if you want to be a part of the conversation or if you have a pressing question for us to weigh on on... You can reach us on the app formerly known as Twitter, X. Are we still using X? What, what do we call Twitter now?
1: We, the last episode we recorded, I've been saying Twitter still, or tweets still as well, versus, I think they mm. call it posting or posts. Or I don't know. I say tweets in Twitter still. I don't know.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, you, if you've followed <laughs> us there before... <laughs> We're Still there um, at MN Gamers Podcast. Uh, if you don't use X slash Twitter, you can hit us up via email at podcast at mostly normal is our website. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, sign up for the newsletter at Mostly Normal Monthly, MN where you can find back issues. Obviously, I haven't been writing anything there. Um, TBD. I'm starting a class soon, so yes. uh, Exciting, but probably not going to have bandwidth to write a newsletter for the next semester. Um, You can leave us a voicemail and admonish me and criticize me for not writing at 507-291-2991. You can also text that number if you want to just send a quick question in that way. You can find our VOD recordings of video episodes of the show uh, at the Mostly Normal Gamers YouTube channel, and you can watch us live when we record live at twitch.tv slash Gamers. with that stack of sources to reach us at out of the way. Angie, I have a question for you. Are we going to set up a Threads account?
1: Oh, yes, that was on my list, and I didn't do it. I gotta do
0: I, it. I gotta do it. Somebody's gotta do well, it. Do I we already have an? Do we already have an Insta?
1: No. Well, I don't. If we did, I, don't, I have no idea. As far as I know, we don't. Yeah. But that would be up okay. to John. But um, yeah. from what I'm aware of is what they were trying to do. The last I heard is like if you make a Threads account, it automatically connects to your Instagram, so you can't delete Threads because it will delete your Instagram. But they're trying to separate the two. So then, that doesn't so have to connect wait. them, but they're trying to separate it. So I don't know if that's the thing where we have to have an Instagram. I have to look into that still. That's Your on problem. my to-do list.
0: Perhaps coming soon, a Threads account. And with that, thank you for joining this week's team meeting for the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast. On to the show, <laughs> um, Angie. What video games have you been playing? Uh, I hear that it's largely been Tears of the Kingdom, but there's an exception to that this week.
1: Yeah, so I'll start with the exception, um, Dead Space, because I realized that I didn't finish it and I need to finish it because I want to play Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3. Um, so I was playing a little bit of it because I suck at finishing games. Like I'll play them and then I'll just like not finish them for whatever stupid reason. Um, so when I... Sounds
0: like me. <laughs> I, I relate to that deeply. It
1: just... I don't... It's like it's not like I don't like the game. It's just like another game came out and I'm like, ooh, awesome. I'm going to play this game. And then I'm... Whatever. So, anyway, I went back to Dead Space and I'm like, okay, well, fuck. I can't remember what the controls are. So I, like, fiddle around with stuff. And I'm like... Yeah, how long
0: has it been since you were playing? Oh,
1: too long. Like, months upon months.
0: Sure, sure, upon sure.
1: Upon months. Um... So, and I'm towards the end of the game. So monsters are more aggressive and things are a lot more scary and I have no health. <laughs> At all. Like, where's my, where's my med pack? I can't find them anywhere. <laughs> um, very low ammo and it's awesome. So when I, when I jumped into the game... I'm like I have the Ripper gun, I have like the plasma cutter and the pulse rifle, and I think the line gun in my inventory that I'm carrying around. And I realize I have a lot of Ripper ammo, no plasma cutter ammo, like barely any, maybe like twelve, and very little pulse ammo. And again, like no health. Like I have air cans, which at the point that I'm at in the game. It's not necessary. I'm not going outside.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: awesome. Um, forgetting how to use stasis and the kinetic thing. It's, oh,
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah. I
1: had to figure all that out. And these, I'm in this part, um, I think it's chapter nine, if I remember correctly. Um, there are these super fast, super strong guys that just were barely at me and I'm like, what do I do when I'm like butt mashing because I'm like what do, what do I do here surprisingly did die after three of them started attacking me at once I just did a lot of hitting and stomping on them and using the ripper to try to like push them away <laughs> from me and cut them into pieces which worked and I got like and I was like my ammo bar was just on you know it's on your back right so I think I had like one or two of those bars filled and it and that's all I had I didn't have any extras so I surprisingly mm-hmm. had, like, just a little bit left. I'm in the red, like, about to die, and they drop a small med pack for me. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so. It's keeping you on a thread. I uh, think that that game's, like, having all of the, like, HUD elements being baked into his suit is one of the coolest things. Of the it's
1: year so years. awesome. And when you move, it kind of shifts to the side of it, and, like, so that helps when you're viewing the map, too. I I like it. I like it a lot. Um, very great design on that part. On um, whoever, whoever designed that specifically.
0: Yeah. It, but like, I always wished that I had gone to Dead Space Two. I like have access to it, but I I stopped after one. I. Do you have a favorite gun that you're using because I, when I played it I was like a sicko and I saw that there was the achievement for only using the plasma cutter for the whole game oh. and so I only used the plasma cutter because I was like, I'll get that achievement. Nice. Um, and I think that game is really, really fun, but I, I almost like had like a weird different experience than I think most people have when they're playing it because I was like only upgrading the plasma cutter. So it became oh. like incredibly strong but it was also like
1: because you use a power node right to Ripper upgrade it at the bench. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And so like I maxed out the plasma cutter and just played like did the whole game with that, which is awesome. But I bet it was but amazing.
1: I, like,
0: oh, it becomes so strong. It's like almost like comparable, if not better, than the pistol in Halo One.
1: Oh. Okay. Because you're just and like the, it's the pistol just like, is. Not, I often use the pistol, especially when I'm running around, which I do a lot of. Um, in Halo, yeah. but um, I would say the plasma cutter is my favorite. I've been using the Ripper a lot because I, I continuously have been finding ammo for that, but I think the game does that, where if you use a weapon more often than other ones, then you find ammo for that, but I would like mm. to use a plasma cutter am- like weapon, but I have no ammo for it, so it's the sword.
0: It's a me. moot point. There, I wonder like how much of it in the background is like Do they, like, limit what drops? Like, is there, like, a probability that changes where it's, like, if you're at this much health, we want you to feel the stress of having low health. And so, like, you get fewer and fewer med packs, but you, like, always get just enough or something. Like, I'm very curious about that.
1: I mean, probably Um, because I'm feeling it for sure where I'm at (laughs) in the game right now.
0: Um, they're getting to you
1: oh man it's it's intense but um, i'm determined to finish it i don't have a like i'm gonna finish it by this date type of thing but i'm determined to finish it i mean obviously, i would hope by the end of the year but i'm hoping sooner than that just because i don't think there's that much left to do sure
0: well and uh, don't jinx yourself i believe in you i, know, just I i'm just hoping that i finish the second temple of Tears of the Kingdom by the end of the year at the rate that I've been playing that game. I was so. going to say,
1: going in, like, I've been playing a lot of the Tears of the Kingdom, but I've been doing a lot of exploring and stuff.
0: Yeah. So where,
1: what have you done? Because I don't want to spoil things that I've done.
0: Or, sure. So. so, after, like, a literal, like, two-month-plus hiatus, mm-hmm. I got really excited about it a couple of weeks ago and sat back down. I got the final tower on the overworld map. So I, I nice. solved the final puzzle. Um, I think we can go like, as long as it's not story spoilers, but maybe like puzzle or like location spoilers on if that's cool with you. Yep. So the one that I had last was the one that is in the really rainy area. Um, the Farad region, to, right?
1: I, I'm pretty sure I that's right. I wouldn't have it.
0: But it's the one where you have to um, find a way to burn the thorns around it when it's in a giant rainstorm. Um.
1: Oh, that one. I, mm-hmm. If you, what I did is I sat, that tower, you're talking about the tower? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I did with that one, um, I don't know if it's helpful or not, but yeah, what I did is there's a little campfire underneath, like a little, I want to say shack, but it's just wood planks on top of like some stilts or whatever. So there's like a, a cooking pot or a campfire there, one of the two, and I just lit that on fire and then I just, I sat there like two or three rounds until it was mm. like sunny and then I then lit the thorns. Does it
0: get sunny over there? Because I it like... sunny
1: or cloudy, but it was enough where it wasn't raining and I was able to light it on fire and then I just did that.
0: Oh, I thought it was, like, a perpetually raining zone that you had to, like, overcome.
1: I know what tower you're talking about, and it it was raining when I went there, and it, like, I felt defeated, but I just sat at that campfire that I found, or cooking pot, one of the two, um, and just waited for a couple days. And I went, like, sometimes I, like, sat there till morning or noon, sometimes it was nighttime, but, like, I just waited until it wasn't raining, and it worked.
0: I think it's the East Necluda Tower, ah. based on some quick googling. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I um, so I did that, and that like for whatever reason, my brain couldn't piece together just cover the thorns up from the rain and then set it on fire. The first like three times I came across it, I honestly it.
1: didn't think about that
0: at all. Like I I just never <laughs> got a good to idea, that solution. Though. Someone else told me, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. They were like, oh, I just used Ultra Hand to, like, cover... Like, I lifted a piece of wood up and just held it up. Yeah. And then had a fire go off. But there's, like, two pieces of, like, construction scaffolding on either side. So you're just supposed to build, like, a bridge and set it between them, and it'll cover it up. Oh, okay. And then it can get set on fire. Well, awesome. Um, Spoilers for that puzzle, everyone. So I solved that, and that felt great. Um, Still kicking around in the depths... I'm like overwhelmed by the number of things there are to find down there. It's very scary and intimidating. So
1: much. Honestly, it takes a lot out of me whenever I'm in the depths. I don't know if it's because it's so dark and it's irritating to me that I can't see into the distance. So I am Mm. constantly wasting my arrows shooting like um, the bright bulbs off in the distance so I can get some type of something. Um, But...
0: Do you, um, you, you... so, I have moved away from using the arrows for it, even though, like, I, at first, when I was first exploring, using the arrows made a lot of sense because I wanted to see that far. Yeah. But I've started just throwing them, like, they're little grenades so that I don't waste my arrows. Wait a minute. Because I ran... They... Did you not know do this? They
1: op- do they open when you throw them? Um, and yeah, it- if
0: you throw them, if, if you throw them, they open, <laughs> <laughs> No, I had the same thing. I did the same exact thing. Because I came across... You know, they have, like... This game. <laughs> they have those like mini bosses down there right mm-hmm. i came across one of them and
1: which one was it had
0: the big version of the little like weird froggy rock things i don't remember what they're not like a stone talus not bad nope there's like creatures that are only in the depths yep. and then there's like a really big version of the them fronks? they remind me the frogs yes i think the frogs which, isn't that from, like, others, all the games, too? A
1: lot of these creatures are. I just can't think of it. It drives me nuts. But I came across one when I was trying not to waste my arrows. Okay, thank you for that tip, by the way. Um, so I was just moseying about. I found the whole glow suit. So I'm in this glow suit, and I'm just, so I'm glowing, and I'm mm, walking mm-hmm. along. And then this, the biggest frocks you can find. Frocks?
0: frogs Frogs. the yeah. biggest
1: one the most hardest one that you can come across all of a sudden it's right in front of my face and i'm like what do i do with this thing and i'm freaking out because i don't know how to defeat it and there's like i think there's um isn't there like ore things like the stone talus like all over its back
0: yeah i think so oh my god so i'm dumping bomb arrows into it but i ran out of arrows because i was using all of my arrows for the glow balls
1: yes the, yep. the thing destroyed me. I ended up running away from it the first time.
0: I, 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 like, I took to just throwing bombs with my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> and it completely ran out of bomb flowers. Like, I barely scraped by. And it was after, like. This
1: could be hard to find. You know
0: what? You know when you're, like, going too hard in the depths and you're just, like, I'm invincible. Yep. I've lit up, like, six of these towers, whatever they call them. The light them,
1: roots the, down there? The,
0: the light roots, yeah. <laughs> come across this boss and I was like, I'm out of arrows. No, what do I do?
1: And it's,
0: harder, Anyways, it's hard one, to
1: find arrows in the depths, too. I mean, unless you come oh, across Im- those camps. Oh, impossible.
0: Then. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it. it's really interesting. The other thing that I think is really cool is, like, the because of that, the game's, like, constantly incentivizing you to go back up mm-hmm. and then go back down. Like, it's like, oh, I need more bomb flowers so I either need to go to a well or I need to go back in the depths and like try and find more bombs Mm -hmm. it's it's very like the resource scarcity creates this like up and down I never quite feel like I need to go to the sky islands for any resources I know people like talk about getting the sundalions from up there to like cure stuff in the depths but I never feel and like maybe I just haven't gotten to like the hard hard parts of the depths yet where I'll want that but I haven't ever been like, oh, I need to, like, stock up on Sundalions, But no. definitely, like, there are times where I'm like, oh, like, damn. The last thing I did to so circle back to the game. So, yep. you know, I made it to Kakariko Village finally. After, like, 75, 80 hours of this game, I made it to Kakariko Village. <laughs> I still haven't found the, ex- the dude who expands your inventory with his maracas. Oh, the... I can't even remember his name. It's been so long. Uh, I literally cannot find man. Hetsu. I, can't, I, I refuse to look it up at this point. I like. I will not take guidance or advice. Yeah. Somebody, I think on one of the podcasts or something, John was like, or I can't. It's been so long that I can't even remember. Someone was like, oh, like he's like kind of on the way to the wind area, and if you follow the main road, you should find him. I walked that whole road. I don't see my man Hatsu anymore. <laughs> I'm like 80 hours into this game. I haven't expanded my inventory once.
1: Do you? That's impressive. Honestly, it really is impressive. Um, do you have a lot of carox seeds? Then.
0: I have at least. Seventy six. That's good. That's a good more. start.
1: That's a good start.
0: I I can't even say. No, that's
1: a good start. Um, I will say once you do find him, he ends up at the lookout landing. And stays there for a while. So that's
0: just like a lot it seems like that so I went back to look out landing yeah. and things had changed since I so I finished the wind temple right mm-hmm. I had not apparently gone back to look out landing since um and so that was the last thing I did was I was back there yeah. and a whole new area opened up in the underground bunker yep. where they were like, okay. Oh, the, hey, uh, the
1: emergency I bunker. I accidentally
0: fell through I accidentally fell through this wall in the emergency bunker or whatever. Yeah. And then you want to talk about wasting resources. I used literally like sixty bombs and like multiple, multiple, multiple weapons just mining my way through The breakable walls you find down there. Yeah. I spent like two hours. All of a sudden I'm inside Hyrule Castle's entryway. Getting shocked by electric like-likes and bats. Yep. And I was like.
1: How did I get here? what,
0: What the fuck? I went this far because like, you know, that correlates to the distance you have to walk to get there on the map, (laughs) which means I was just going around underground in a well, basically. (laughs) Anyways, spectacular video game. Um, Should play more of it. Easily distracted and haven't been. Um, With the overworld map and stuff. Like, without getting too spoiler around specific temple stuff, because I'm really, like, not that far in the main story. Is there something that's, like, been a highlight for you? Because, like, I thought the highlight was the time that I dove off a sky island and followed a dragon all the way down into the depths for the first time I ever went into the depths. That's
1: really cool, though. That's a really cool moment. It
0: it probably is the best thing that's ever happened to me in a video game. But this wackadoo adventure of bombing my way through, like, it's just dumb. And it's the kind of dumb where it's like, yeah, this is dumb. You know, (laughs) I can't believe I wasted two hours (laughs) to get over here and have no bomb flowers left at all. So any, any like fun or exciting or thrilling stories from the overworld?
1: Well, there's been so many things that I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. Or this is so cool. Um, I keep... I... Just because I'm, I'm a wanderer in this game, I like to explore stuff. Like, yeah, I've been doing some of the main story, um, but I haven't... I, in between all of that, I mostly explore and see what I come across. And I've been... I, when I come across monsters, besides, like, your basic ones, like Bo'Kulbans and whatever, I... The first Lionel I see is a silver... Lionel so that's awesome
0: like did you it, have you I, I feel like they got harder
1: so hard and it took so long and I don't it, it, but I beat him I didn't die surprisingly Um and I keep like and like I said that frox down in the depths he was the hardest one and I decided to come across him first versus the other frocks I don't know what's <laughs> happening if I'm just whatever <laughs> although I haven't came across the king Gliok yet so that is still that I, I have beaten. I
0: have and ran away, but I I get like two shot or one shot by any Gliok.
1: It's those are they were hard in the beginning. I was just like I can't beat this thing. I just can't. And then I got the Tears of the Kingdom book.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: if it's downstairs, like
0: the official guide. Yeah, it,
1: it looks really cool. So I like you know what I need to know because I keep. Getting crushed, and I don't like that feeling. I want to try to defeat this thing. I just need, to like, I'll just read, like, a little snippet real quick just to help me get through mm-hmm. a little bit of it. And so I, I did, and I finally beat the Ice Gliok a couple times, the Fire gliak a couple times, um, a few times. And I don't think I've beaten the Thunder or the Lightning one yet, and then the King. Ca- Have you found it? Yeah, I found one. I ran away.
0: Yeah.
1: Very quickly. Very
0: quickly. I that was the first one I found. Are, did you get to? It's like in a iconic place from Breath of the Wild. Did you get to the one that's like in a in like? I don't want to spoil it. If I. I'm pretty was, far. I've
1: spoiler. beaten the fifth stage okay. or got the fifth stage now. Um, that's how far okay. I am in the main story part of things. But I've explored. Did you that
0: find? Now. Did you find the Colosseum? Is that where you fought the Thunder Glioc?
1: No, the Thunder one I think that I found was in the Nekluda region area. Okay, but I haven't. I've seen that was one of the, the next points I was gonna go to is the Coliseum. because I surprisingly haven't gone there yet. I think because I got traumatized <laughs> from Breath of the Wild because the the I first
0: Lionel because not
1: the Lionel because like I had my favorite horse in Breath of the Wild and I named him Jet. I was so excited. He's all black. He's the most beautiful horse I had. And I was traveling with him along the outside of the Coliseum. And he, like, slipped on some rock. And I jumped off somehow. And he went falling to his death. And I, like, felt so bad.
0: Did you resurrect him with the horse god?
1: No, because at the time I didn't know that was a thing. And I, like, <sighs> uh, I was very sad. So I haven't gone back there. Um,. So, like, in this new game, I was like, okay, I gotta go over there and see what's happening over there. Yeah. That's, I think, one of the other things that I have to do when I get back into the game. But, um, I did find this out recently, too, while playing the game, that, I don't know if you know this, and if it's a spoiler alert for some people, but it's not necessarily a spoiler, it's more like a tip. Yeah, yeah. The light roots, or I should say... uh, the shrines that you find in the, the middle map, the overworld area, are the same as the light roots underneath in the depths. So directly above the light root that you find, you'll see a sh- there's a shrine above. And same with shrines above, are dr- directly below is a light root. So there's 120 shrines and there's 120 light roots. Mind blown, right?
0: My face is literally right? melting right now.
1: Mind blown! I had no idea. I was like, "No way!" And I, I was like, "That, no way!" So I looked and I like, you know, moved the map up and down, and I was like, "Yep, it's a, it's a real thing." I didn't even real, I didn't even connect the dots. I was just like, where's this light route? And I'm just like moseying about. But yeah, that's the same. So you can kind of you that's can use insane. your pin.
0: What does that even mean for like? like, I want to know like what the lore heads think about that. Like, that's cool. It's awesome. That those things would be connected.
1: It's I didn't, I, I, when I was going around in the depths and I found light roots and I'm looking up I'm like, where does that connect to? Obviously the ground, right? But like it's getting this light from something and I didn't think of it to be a shrine that gives you a light blessing. You know what I mean? Like,
0: or Are the shrine's plants that have grown, and the flower is the shrine with, like, the light in it? Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: that's a very great theory. Yeah, mind blown. Sorry about that, but yeah. I didn't know it was a thing. I feel like, I felt like an idiot for not knowing it, but also, like, I don't think it was common knowledge.
0: It's so, it's so obvious once you say it. Yes. But I literally would never have thought of it if you didn't say something. And now I'm just more intrigued and excited by the Like, think about how much more complicated designing the depths had to be because of this. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. Are you
1: kidding? It's insane. It's awesome, though. And I'm... now have pinpointed where two shrines could be, where some more light roots could be. So it's, for me, it's exciting because I need to know where these light roots are. I need to light up this, this area. I need to light it all up down there. Because to bring
0: it all the way back. We hate how dark it is down Exactly, there.
1: exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> wow, what a video game. I have like barely scratched the surface of it. And it's still like, just like, th- it, it. there's like a visceral feeling of like, Wow, they, like, really Yeah. <laughs> went, they went off on this game.
1: I know. That's why I'm exploring so much, because I don't want the game to end. But I'm also thinking, like, how could it? There's so much in this game. They did a lot of work in this game that I yes. don't. Like, even if I beat the main story, I could just continue on and on. But I, I feel like if I did, if I beat the story, then, like, why would I keep moseying about the game? Even though I totally could. It's just, I don't yeah.
0: know. It's the same thing that, like, I, I totally get it where it's like the... There's like a loss of momentum once you hit credits sometimes. Yeah. Um, You're like, oh, Unless Michael. it's like a really special game.
1: Yeah, and this could be one and, of those games, but I'm just, I still don't want to tap on that. I kind of just want to let yeah. the story be there because I can do it when I need to. Because it's not like it's going to be like, oh, there's a time limit you need to get... Progressing the story right now, it's
0: mm-hmm. just
1: it's there to be there when I want to get there, and I can just explore. <laughs> try to defeat. A is King's the eye. is
0: the time limit not the release of Starfield in like two weeks?
1: <laughs> I know I've seen. A commercial of games for that, that, that are like, oh, going to oh, be like be a great game,
0: criminally large that? video games. Yes. so large. Yeah, literally two weeks.
1: Yep. That's what I've been doing. Shit. Literally mind-blowing myself, like, two days ago about this Shrine light Lightroot situation.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. By the way, no one on the thing can hear this, but I got a new keyboard.
1: Oh, nice. Do you like it? And Do you like the keys? And it's very
0: clicky-clacky. Yeah, it's, um... It's
1: comfort for me. With one in a, in a keyboard.
0: It is... a uh, Keychron V1 um, 75% keyboard. So it doesn't have the numpad. Oh, okay. But I like that because it doesn't use up as much space. I did think it was going to be wireless, um, but it was pretty affordable, and I like how understated it is. Sometimes I get. Like, too much RGB stuff kind of throws me. So. Yeah. Anyways, um, so if anyone picked up on the clicky-clacky in the background, that was me checking something on uh, on the internet without muting myself first. Um, well, what have you the, been
1: playing? Let's go into that because I can talk forever about Tears of the Kingdom. but
0: Sure. Um, so I have hit Infinite and Marvel Snap three months in a row now, which Sweet. is the equivalent of being in, like, the top. Of the latter uh not like not like i'm good at it but like i i like hit level 100 and then once you hit level 100 you're like infinite and the rank system like until you go infinite you can go up and down in. so i've i've been playing too much marvel snap um like a, a an upsetting amount of marvel snap um i think it's a really good video game that's all i'm going to say about If you know, you know. If you don't play it, I don't know that I can convince you at this point. Like, I think it's a big enough game that, like, a lot of people are on it. Um, The other thing I've been playing, one of my favorite podcasts is A More Civilized Age, which covers, uh, it started out being uh, Watch Along for Star Wars The Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. They're doing Rebels and In Solidarity with the Writers Guild and and SAG-AFTRA Strikes. They are putting a pause on doing Rebels because it would kind of be interpreted as, like, promoting Ahsoka, which is considered struck work under the contracts that are being, you know, struck against by the guilds. And so instead, they were, like, everyone right in with, like, suggestions for what we could do that wouldn't be struck work or be promoting struck work, right? And overwhelmingly, apparently, people said, you all should play Knights of the Old Republic and cover that on the podcast. So I started Knights of the Old Republic on my Switch. Nice. Okay, and? <laughs> um, It is. So my history with that game is when it first came out, I had like just gotten an Xbox. The game was getting like some of the most rave reviews of all time. Um, it was like, Big time in it in Electronic Gaming Monthly and things like that. Like I think it got Game of the Month in EGM um, and things like that. So I rented it from Blockbuster, which was a mistake because this is a Bioware RPG. I love that. (laughs) And then put it on my Xbox in the back of the family minivan slash large truck where we had, because we were going on a road trip, we had a little white, probably like, I don't even know how big this screen was. 12 inch screen, yeah. VHS built in CRT yep. television yep. and an Xbox. And there was like an adapter that went into the cigarette lighter part of the car yep. and turned it into like, I'm going to plug it into the outlet outlets and so I was running an Xbox and a TV out of That's it. That's awesome. And I started the character, and I was like, oh, like, here's the combat. And, like, I was probably 14, and I just wasn't patient enough for it. So we switched immediately to, like, Halo 2, I, I think would have been the other game I had with me. And I just played Halo 2 instead. Then my friend got me my gaming PC literally three years ago. Mm-hmm sorry that just made me feel really old um and i was like oh well i've heard like the best way to play kotor is if you like modded up the wazoo like they have all these visual enhancements and all this stuff Mm -hmm. so i bought it on steam for like five dollars on a steam sale installed it started it up and because it's an old game and i hadn't modded it the game is like windowed and like the resolution like only goes so big
1: yeah i'm sure if you made it bigger it would make it way more distorted
0: yes and so i'm dumb and didn't have the patience to install mods and i think i ended up playing doom eternal instead Mm -hmm. um and just like never got back to it so this is my third time starting the game it is my first time ever getting off of the starting area The very, very start. And so I'm on the planet Tarsus, I want to say, which is like the first planet you end up on. Um, Things that have stood out to me, because I think when I say like 2003 video game, like what jumps to your mind as like what to expect from visual presentation and from like storytelling presentation in a video game? Story. Cut, scene, like cutscene wise maybe like pretty good voice acting and like yeah. acting and stuff but like when I like I think the whole game is voice acted almost which I was not expecting um it's I was like really into the Mass Effect games and I don't think I realized how much those were just a continuation and evolution of what they did mm. in in Knights of the Old Republic Jade Empire, I'm sure, is very similar to this. But it it was surreal to be like, oh, this is, like, all voice dialogue. Now, are some of the VO segments, like, literally alien languages talking over things that you have to read anyways? Yes. I still, like, have been sitting and letting those whole VO things play out. Yeah.
1: Well, just um, to see the experience of what it, you know, was like when it came
0: Yeah, out. yeah. Um... I am playing... I named my character Anya Cast. Love it. She is a blonde, short-haired, smuggler scoundrel type, I think.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I've been fighting a lot with dual blasters, but I switched to like a bigger rifle-style blaster.
1: Okay.
0: Um. And... The thing that, like, I didn't expect... So, like, very early on in the game, you need to... You get to this place, Tarsus. There's, like, a lower level that you need to get to. And there's a guard saying, well, I'm not going to let you in. Like, you need to have security clearance. And then you go and do, like, a, a quest thing for somebody where you protect them from being attacked. And all of a sudden, you've, like, looted the dead bodies of the Sith troopers who are, like... the Sith anyways i'm too into star wars now and like it feels really weird for the sith to be like an empire substitute but just ignore that part right so you you get this sith armor and if you put so so obviously you put the sith armor on if you want to go further into the elevator i'm supposed to wait until the next podcast before i go into the elevator because i'm going to try and play it along with a more civilized age so it's going to be a very glacial pace
1: i mean but but why not it's fine
0: So I put the armor on just to see what it looks like. And I went and talked to some people. Every character I went and talked to reacted to me differently. Because of the armor. Was threatened by my presence around them because I was wearing Sith armor. And had completely different dialogue that was voiced.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: I didn't... I don't... I mean, I don't... I, I guess, like, video games be like that. But when I think of, like...
1: There must there A two thousand three
0: RPG. Sure, sure. I just think it's like, wow, what a cool eye for detail. I totally wasn't expecting my equipment to be able to like influence the way people reacted to me. Yep. And this feels like very naive, and I'm sure at the time may have felt cool, but not groundbreaking. Yeah. But looking back, like this game is twenty years old.
1: Yep.
0: And th- I think like. Sometimes the mentality of, like, oh, old game is old or whatever can kick in. But, like, a lot... Other than, like, graphically, like, even though it technically has, like, a pol- like a pol- I think it got polished up for the Switch release. Because it was, like, a remaster, re-release kind of thing. Oh, yeah.
1: Probably.
0: But, like... It... It's just surreal. Well, I haven't played a ton of... Yeah? No, no, it's, it's really cool. Like I, I, I like, I wish that I didn't have to wait for the, I mean, I technically don't. Right. But like, I want to play along with them. I, I wish I wasn't waiting for the podcast to come out so that I could go on to the next thing because like. I'm pretty sure I've cleared, like, all of the side quests that I can start on the level that I'm at.
1: So in the podcast, are they just doing the main thing? Or are they just kind of going through the game as they just progress through the game? Like, all side quests and all.
0: They were, like, giving... The instructions were, go to the first planet, you know, play through the opening mission, Mm -hmm. get to the first planet, and whatever you do, don't take the elevator. You gotta wait until next episode to take the elevator.
1: Okay, so but it was literally like they, they they not do anything else but the elevator part,
0: right? And the problem is like there's not that much. Ah,
1: uh, <laughs> like, so now you're like, okay, I wanna I wanna see yeah. what's next. And
0: I think I'm too low of a level. So like, there's like a Colosseum already, and I did like two or three Colosseum fights before I was too low of a level oh, and got killed. Cool. Okay. Like, and so like I think like I'm up at the outer limits of like what i could do in the coliseum right now because like there's no enemies for me to just fight as random encounters or anything right yeah so like i'm just like okay like i think i've kind of tapped it out for stuff to do yeah
1: like you want and to continue you, to but sit. you want to also follow along with that podcast so it's hard yeah
0: but this is good, because it'll keep me engaged and strung along, and then I'll have natural stopping points where I can go actually play other games that aren't 20 years old. Like that's a great point. Yeah, that's a great
1: point.
0: Um, so, so, really excited so far. Um, I, like, have one party member. He seems like a basic dude. I don't have, like, a ton of, like, he's got a mysterious past. I think he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. His people were massacred. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Karth. I think his name is Karth. This is a Bioware game. I'm starting to remember character names. Um, so, yeah. It's it's cool. Like I, I'm i excited. And I feel so... I want to play Baldur's Gate 3 so freaking bad. That looked good, and too. You.
1: That looked really good, too.
0: So, this is, like, my little mix of Star Wars and Baldur's Gate 3 flavor together while I... Wait for that game to I don't know. Yeah. I I need to cancel Game Pass is kind of something I've come to, but we can talk about that later. What we should talk about now for at least a bit is some news stories if you're up for it. Let's do it. And it's the news. For some news, 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 news. Um The first story that I wanted to highlight is kind of the big story of the week. And that is uh it was just Gamescom opening night live yesterday. Um as we're recording here on Wednesday. Um and so there's a really awesome helpful recap by Joshua need, Rivera over at that. Polygon uh that I Tried putting it on in the background uh, at my desk while I was at work, but I had a couple calls and meetings overlap on it, and so I was, like, muting it or, like, closing my laptop and putting it away. Um, But uh, the story is the big games announcements and trailers from Gamescom opening night live 2023. Um, My main takeaway, and I felt this way, like... I know you haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I feel like the Keeley universe, the Jeff Keely universe of, like, game announcements, other than Elden Ring, like, oftentimes I feel like the stuff that he has to announce doesn't really hit for me. And I don't know if that just means I'm out of touch with what's popular. I don't know if that means, you know, his partnerships don't quite get, like his relationships aren't with companies that like get the big reveals that would excite me, um, things like that. But um, I also think, and some of the feedback people have had about this announced, like this series of trailers that he had to highlight was that, you know, this isn't really where he's going to do major announcements. This was kind of like updates on stuff that people in Germany at gamescom are going to get to go hands on with at the show. Right. Um so in terms of like big announcements I the there's Little Nightmares 3. No, have you ever played I any of the Little but Nightmares? My niece games?
1: Really loves that game, like that series or whatever. So um it makes me think of her uh, and I think okay. she to be super excited about it.
0: It's oh, going to really? have That's co-op, fun. so maybe you I could like play that. this one with her. Yeah. Um I I've also never played these. Um, I think it's a series that I recall Jeff Keighley, like having at shows and me just kind of being like, I'm not really into horror. I, it, it, it never like really hit my radar almost, that way. Though,
1: the way that um, the graphics and the, the gameplay is, like, horror, but not... Not, what you, like, not psychological yeah, like it was. Go ahead. A little
0: more oh yeah it's like a, a little bit like um the stop motion yeah. animation of like a Tim Burton movie almost Beautiful. is kind yeah. of the vibe I get from it where it's like it's, it's spooky mm-hmm. but not yeah. horrifying in that same way um, so yeah like I can definitely see the appeal it just is not like it's never risen to something that's like same. exciting for me but my niece is super um, excited They announced a third Killing Floor game. I don't know if you ever played any Killing Floor. Uh, It's kind of like a wave-based shooter. Um, There was a Shadow Drop, Day of Drop, of Age of Empires 4 for uh, the Xbox. So that hit Game Pass. Um, And they announced... They showed a trailer for Zack Snyder's new Netflix movies, Rebel Moon. It's going to be like a two-part movie. Uh, and that's going to have a game uh, that, after some reporting, is going to be a, a game that's exclusive to Netflix subscribers. So it's like a Netflix games game. Um, it's unclear what platforms it'll be on. That was part that I didn't get to see during the show. Um, a couple of games, like, reappeared. So... Uh, what is it? Black Myth Wukong, uh, which is—I don't know if you saw on Twitter—it was like the Chinese game that's going to be in, I think, Unreal Engine Five. That's based off of the Journey to the West. Oh. um It's a, apparently Souls-esque, um, but they showed a big trailer for the first time that like showed okay. combat, showed a bunch of bosses um kind of like did some mood setting um it looks almost very Sekiro-y um which is obviously like cool to me um I am getting the feeling that like there's like four types of video games that get made anymore which I know isn't true but just like I feel like you get your Souls type games you get shooters. You get open world games mm-hmm. and you get side scrollers. And like I know this is not true. And you get RPGs. But I, I do think like it's good that other developers can go and like explore that genre, that like Soulsborn Yeah. Challenging action genre. And I I know that I'm wrong. But like I'm so from soft pilled at this point that I'm like well if I'm gonna go play one of those I haven't beaten Bloodborne it's sitting literally right there staring at me and I own Dark Souls 2 and 3 and I've never played them and it's like yes that's cool like that looks really cool Lies of P is a great example right people are so hungry for another Bloodborne Lies of P is about to hit game pass like soon like in the next couple months and that's awesome and it's awesome for people who've Already devoured all of these games, but like at the speed and rate at which I play video games, like I just don't need other yes. options in that genre because I've got stuff right. from, from stuff. I mean, it's, I haven't you're even not alone. There's a lot
1: of people like <laughs> Anyways, that. I'm. I, I'm one of them. Like I want to play these new games, but like like we talked about earlier, I have a hard time finishing other games because these other games come out and I get distracted. And I want. I have a strong desire lately to mm-hmm. finish these games that i have started but did not finish so my when these games come on i'm like i want to play you but i need to like progress i need to finish these other ones i just need
0: to mm-hmm. um there were some other uh, i was surprised by how cool the cyberpunk expansion's looking it looks like it's gonna maybe push that game a little bit harder um the Mortal Kombat 1 trailer was pretty nuts I the close have you played any of these NetherRealm Mortal Kombats or the Injustice games before? okay I have only played Injustice 2 and so seeing some of the fatalities (laughs) in this trailer which like dude this trailer is cool (laughs) seeing some of these fatalities I was just like (laughs) What is happening?
1: So violent.
0: <laughs> it's so violent. Um, but it looks rad. Like, it, I know a lot of people... Uh, do you, like, get excited about the stories in those games at all? Like, do you follow along in the story mode? With or you Kombat, in minute, kind I've
1: of, but not entirely. It?
0: Yeah. Sure. The story cutscenes that they were showing for this game looked rad. The world building looks so great the like the whole thing being like a remix or reimagining or reboot of like what if everything was just different and it was still Mortal Kombat but cats and dogs sleeping together playing together what's the word for the what's that phrase anyways sorry ignore senile old Chris over here regardless um it made me want to go check out Mortal Kombat's 9, 10, and 11. Well,
1: I will say this. Just for the story You mentioned the trailer Um, and the fatalities being very violent. Um, I know from reading an article, um, I can't remember where from, but um, the developers and the game designers for Mortal Kombat 11, the people that were assigned to figure out different fatalities for these characters um mm-hmm. they reviewed legit real crime scenes um serial killers and how people killed other people um, watched and seen gruesome photos and videos and learned a lot about obviously more of anatomy basic basic things to make it more realistic and they had, there's a lot of them that had to take a break from the game and, like, go to therapy because it messed them up so much because it was so realistic and mm-hmm. so aggressive, violent. Um, but that being said, it is a really good game, Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I have that game. It is awesome.
0: Yeah, I uh, did some quick Googling. One of the stories that it might be is from Joshua Rivera uh, over at Kotaku in 2019, writing, I'd have these extremely graphic dreams, quote, uh, what it's like to work on ultra-violent games like Mortal Kombat 11, which this looks like an immediate save to read later, because that looks like an incredible article. And then actually Know Your Meme uh, has... um, a page called the mortal kombat 11 ptsd controversy um refers to refers to reports that developers on the video game mk11 developed ptsd as a result of designing the violent video game Um, so it's a response to the article saying um There's been an online reaction to the. I don't know this this know your meme page doesn't seem like it's like actually. I
1: would say go with that first article, but anyway, that's. Anyways. It's a it's a good game, but the the one I, the one comic game that, that I got really got into. And I wish they could bring it back or remaster it. Is Mortal Kombat Deception? That one was one of my favorites. I really got into that game. Um, but no, this. Go ahead.
0: Is it. Was it a fighting game or no, there, was it one of their There was fighting in games? there, but
1: there was like a story and you followed along with it and you went to other worlds and you collected certain things. Um,
0: oh yeah this it's got like a third it was person a really good action
1: game I spent it. a lot of time with that game actually but I, I also I'm, nice. I am have an IGN article open regarding Gamescom and they list mm. some things nearby here by Adam Bankhurst um, and updated yesterday but there's trailers for Starfield obviously um there's a the Call of Duty Modern Warfare three trailer, gameplay trailer, Alan Wake two, Diablo yeah, Four, two, The Mortal Kombat obviously, Tekken eight, Assassin's Creed Mirage, another trailer, but it's focusing on the ninth century. So yeah, in Baghdad, wow. I'm really excited. And there's gonna be
0: Arabic language um voice acting for that. Much more. I think the thing and Yeah like there were so many trailers the things that i came away the most impressed by i think just off like high level i I was really surprised by mortal kombat 1 i as a person who like just kind of doesn't you know like the hyper violence like doesn't do a ton for me um and then frustratingly intrigued by what Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty had to show, where I was like, that looks pretty cool. I don't know if I have the patience to go back to that game. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, I, I don't know. But I do think, like, overall an overwhelming number of games being shown, folks who are in Germany are going to get to get hands-on with a bunch of them. And I don't know it's just uh eventually it becomes more fuel for the backlog i guess um but alas um the last story i want to get to before we rush out of here is one that is close to my heart i think it seemed like it, it got you excited and was close to your heart as well um over at ign logan plant uh says that former netflix netflix executive launches new regionally focused publisher midwest games uh it is exclusively revealed in this article by uh, and announced (laughs) by ign that midwest games is going to be headquartered in green bay wisconsin home of the green bay packers obviously um probably a controversial team to bring up on (laughs) mostly normal gamers (laughs) podcast since it's (laughs) minnesota based but um it's I mean, you yeah. know, it, it's right in the name of the studio, right? They're trying to set up a publisher in the Midwest. Um, in the article, uh, Logan speaks with Ben Cavallo, who is a veteran with experience as senior management over at Netflix, who uh, is sort of founding the studio. And basically, he wants to headquarter the company as a publisher in the Midwest to help generate, it's almost like he wants it to create like a fertile landscape and till the soil to use a farming metaphor, cause we're in Wisconsin, <laughs> so that more developers can succeed here because his perspective is that in order for studios to really succeed, you do need a publisher in the region. Um, Angie, you said this got you really excited, and that you were doing oh some gosh, deep dives into so it. Excited. What did you I, find?
1: Selfishly, would like it more in Minnesota, but regardless, it's right there. But people that are wanting to get into game industry, work in the game industry, right? You you have to either live in Seattle or live in Los Angeles or San Francisco, uh, or you like have to go to another country a lot of the times, so or maybe even live in New York. And for some people that want to work in the game industry, that's just too much for them, and they or they can't move to those locations. Um, so having something more centralized is fantastic, so that it's just another way for people here in the Midwest, or even in the central United States, they can have that opportunity. Not saying that they'll get something there, but it's an, more of an opportunity to have something a little bit closer for them to work at, you know, in a different place. Um, because in, in the article it mentions that they just they're it's going to be creating more jobs here in the Midwest, which is obviously really great because they say that it's, it's just lacking here. Um, and it's also lacking an established dedicated publisher, video gaming publisher, which I agree with. So it's, it's not bad to have it more diverse versus it's either here or there. And it's very opposite ends. So right yeah
0: adding geographic diversity um you know uh, as more tech jobs have started in Madison it's gotten more expensive to live here um there's a study that showed Madison Wisconsin's rental or housing costs went up 28% since March of 2020 um which is the highest increase in the country I think percentage wise um and i think sometimes when you have but the, so the reason i point this out is the midwest is a sure. more affordable place to live than the coasts and could make supporting a family while doing video game development or publishing yeah
1: well, especially cuz in some places they're not doing remote work anymore it's like you this you're here's an office you this is where you're coming now but i mean it's Depending on, I guess, the job that you have and what they have for availability. But they also, in the article, they talk Um, about that they will be at this year's 2D Con. That is in Minneapolis. Yes. On Saturday. In Minnesota. This weekend
0: this this Saturday 2D Con tomorrow from when you're Friday you can hear the twenty fifth through so the twenty seventh. They will be available it Con. says
1: they'll be there on Saturday, so you can go there and meet them, talk with them, all that fun jazz. It's super exciting. You can still get a regular ticket for fifty five bucks. Um, even when this pod drops you it should be still current and correct. Um, you can't get like the early bird obviously or the standard ticket, it's fifty five bucks which isn't bad because you can go there any of the days at any time. So, like, if you want to go there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you can use your same ticket and go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You don't have to buy separate tickets, like, at some cons, where you have to buy, like, a ticket for Friday or a ticket for Sunday. You know what I mean? So, that's kind of nice. Um, And I was looking at some of the guests uh, or the people that might be there or will be there. So, like... There are voice actors from, uh, is it Genshin or Genshin Impact? Yep, so there's going to be a few people there that voice act in that video game. Um, Some are from The Legend of Zelda that voice act in that, uh, voice act in, like, Gears of War, um, and big characters, too, in in those games, so it's really interesting that... um, are going to be there. I'm really I wish I could go but um, if people can go and they want to it's there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen there too there's like tabletop games there's tournaments but I don't know if you can do the tournament now but you can at least maybe watch you can even get a tattoo if you're really great at cosplay which I think that's fantastic go in, the, in a cosplay outfit so great stuff
0: yeah um that sounds Same. like an awesome opportunity i wish i knew about it sooner my um, weekend is,
1: is next weekend or next I year, year i plan to on town, going but, if it's still happening
0: um, it's like yeah i honestly like plan um we should we should scheme in a team meeting off the podcast <laughs> as i make weird gestures like it <laughs> um the last thing I do want to shout out, just because I would be remiss, they also announced the first game that they're going to be publishing is from a Cincinnati-based studio called Guy Lee Games, yes. and it is Ra-Ra-Boom. Uh, it is a side-scrolling player 'em beat-em-up, uh, and I just want to read mm-hmm. one line it. from the article. Ra-Ra-Boom will tell a coming-of-age tale narrative, sorry, a coming-of-age narrative about four ninja cheerleaders from outer space How fighting cool against an sound? army of Just AI period.
1: robots. How cool does it... You know what I'm saying? I think it sounds awesome. Sounds pretty for cool. people that need to look um, at that like, image yeah. before you look it up yourself, it's it reminds me of the play style of um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that came out. You can as a co-op of four players. You, or, you, know, you can have... Yep, yep like four that, player side scrolling
0: beat em up co op game um ninja S- streets it's of awesome. rage 4 energy um yes cheerleader yes that's very space specific. Yes. ninjas okay. yeah. um the character designs well, look really sharp um side scrolling 2d action it's really colorful um, there's a trailer in the article on IGN um, where they show the game yeah, off as I'm well. Excited. The, I I'm excited. I'm excited for time. them.
1: I'm excited so, about cool. this game. I think it would be fantastic and I'm, I'm happy for them.
0: I'm hopeful for what it means for the industry and the Midwest as well, especially in a time where there's like hard, harsh economic reality and a lot of Hard decisions being made at right, tech sir. companies and video game companies lately. So it's it's awesome to see some positive Absolutely. and local news. With that, we're going to wrap up for the night. Um, thanks so much oh, for chatting, Andrew. It's always fun. lovely to talk with you. <laughs> You can find the team on x slash twitter slash question mark slash elons playground at MN gamers podcast. John is at Johnny Samsonite. Angie is at Stellar Smalls. Chris is on the swings and not in where? Wait. Metaphorically, if it's a playground owned by Elon Musk, I'm in the Wisconsin Dells at a water park, Sounds avoiding. Like the playground. You can follow me at VG Occasion, but i look at his previous off stuff, of Twitter so for no a minute. Uh, James is at Butlord Primus. Uh, check him out on Twitch, BLP Entertainment. He streams pretty regularly. I can't speak for the rest of the crew on their streaming schedules, but regularly. I know James yeah. usually records Wednesday nights. Uh, sorry, streams Wednesday nights. Um, Contribute to the content if you can. Send us emails at podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com. Message us on Twitter. Hit us up in a text or voicemail at 507-291-2991. Send me an email. Snail mail me if you can find my address on the internet. I'm not giving it out. But most importantly, review the podcast and share it with a friend. Let him know some crazy dude who doesn't play video games think he, he should talk about him anyways. With that, I'm gonna go watch the Pride and Prejudice BBC 1995 series with my That's girlfriend boyfriend. It's a good one, no, though. Good, good one. boyfriend. It is classic. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>